Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to episode number 98 of the car wash. On today's show, have Chiefs been hard done by? Why are the supporters not letting back in? And what has happened to Sarinho? Whether you are tuning in on SL Podcasts, ZA, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Mahi King 96.7 Game Time, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Roberts. And of course, our long lost friend, new father, Mr. Teko Medise. How are you, sir? Hey, bro. How are you? I'm good, bro. How's that sleep? No, no. It's, 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 it's one of those, eh? Uh, for me, uh, it's the first show <laughs> of the year. So, <laughs> so yeah. I'll slowly, slowly hey. slot in. No yeah, 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 absolutely. But I see you've been busy on AFCON. Uh, anything exciting that side? I haven't been watching much of it, to be honest. Is it, uh, is it everything and more than you expected, or is it a bit dull and dreary? No, uh, I think it's it's what I've expected. Um, but I think it's going to get exciting right now when, when, when we get to the round of 16. Because yeah. second chance, you get knocked out, you go home. I think that's what things. Um, the, this tournament that you will be excited so I can't wait yeah I agree I agree um, well just to cheer you up we have the joke of the day what do you call a sick eagle illegal <laughs> oh it's so beautiful from there we move on to pole position Pole Position is a segment where we ask our fans and our supporters club certain questions and we get voice note replies. This week, we asked you guys, do you think what Chiefs did by not honouring their fixtures was the right or wrong thing to do? And this is what you had to say. Uh, personal opinion, I think we must be applauded about what, uh, the decision that we take because we actually protected other players and their families. So at the end of the day, there's no punishment that we deserve on this one. We don't deserve any punishment, according to my knowledge. We were sick, we were coronavirus. I think PSL should not consider taking points from Kaiser Chiefs. They would rather find them if they feel Chiefs broke the rule. Chiefs uh, did the right thing by complying with COVID regulations. Kaiser Chiefs does not deserve a punishment. All those two games which were missed must be played. COVID is unpredictable. We are dealing with a pandemic. If the players are affected, the games must be replayed. It's as simple as that. Arsenal versus first game was postponed because of COVID crisis. So the only fair thing to do is to replay the games that were missed because of COVID. Finish and laugh. They shouldn't be giving them a harsh punishment. Like, um, Kaiser Chiefs has no control over... Um, like COVID, nobody has control over that. So I don't blame KSL for not honoring those pictures because they did not notify PSL about it. So it would be unfair for PSL to punish KSL Chiefs. What about the opposition players, even their families? Don't we have been affected as well? So it's going to be unfair for PSL to punish KSL Chiefs. I think this law that they have concerning the, the, the COVID, it must be changed. This thing is harsh for Chiefs. First and foremost, PSL needs to go back to the drawing board. KSL Chiefs did right by not honoring those two games because they returned even to PSL for the postponement. But PSL, maybe they've got a, a, a special vendetta against these Chiefs. They want to punish us, but I don't think this matter will just end like that. 
But because the PSL is biased, I never, we never know. Maybe they're gonna find them the money, or maybe they're gonna deduct that point. But what Kaiser did, it was the right thing to protect everyone. It is not necessary to give Kaiser chief punishment simply because Kaiser chiefs was following the COVID protocols. Firstly, I don't think that Kaiser chiefs are supposed to be charged in the first place because they followed the government regulations. When the decision is going to be made, I think Kaiser chiefs shouldn't be punished. They did the right thing. They asked for postponement earlier before the two games. According to the law, they was not supposed to play. Tex, I mean, uh, it's such an interesting topic, this. Um, I think they're right and wrong. Um, you know, going against the PSL's wishes, but having said that, um, you've, you've heard what the people had to say in terms of, you know, there's, there's thoughts of fairness. Um, surely Chiefs should be praised in a certain way for protecting others in terms of other uh, other players, uh, other admin staff or whatever, um, but also not honouring the fixture with the PSL. I've said, you know, what are your thoughts on this? It's, it's quite a crazy situation and, and the PSL, it seems to be coming down quite hard on Chiefs in this. Um, what do you think? Well, first of all, do you do you agree or disagree with the, the decisions they took? Look, for for me, it's it's, it's about the rules. It it doesn't really matter yeah. how I feel personally because my my personal feelings have nothing to do with the rules. I think at the end of the day, be respectful of who you are. I think everybody should follow the rules, and I think they they those teams that actually went to the stadiums expecting Chiefs to show up knew what the rules were. They wouldn't do that without mm. knowing what the rules were. And um, it will be very interesting to see how this will be dealt with. But I remember in, in South Africa, there was a team that couldn't field enough young players uh, because they um, the were uh, contracted uh, COVID-19 and ended up fielding yeah. overage players. And, and that became an issue where um, um, promotion was concerned. So, it's 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 it'll be very interesting to see how they deal with this and i hope the sooner they deal with it the better because i think there was a new rule that was implemented after that after that incident oh. that happened in South africa so um for me i just don't want to speculate on what the pso should do or shouldn't do um i'll say the rule books i think the rule is for everyone that is participating within uh, uh, the pso yeah but I mean, we, we've seen, in, especially in the PSL, that rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in terms of the expectations of the upcoming hearing, uh, what is your gut telling you? Or what, what do you think is going to happen with the PSL and Chiefs? Look, looking, looking back as to what happened before, I think, I think they will be deducted points and, and, and life will continue. Because I, I hmm. think... I think at some point, club owners themselves, they had an agreement that everybody signed, everybody agreed to. So it's, it, it can't come back and, 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 and because it's an agreement with, that was very risky that one, look, it's unfortunate that issues happened to him. But what I'm saying is um, it can happen to any team. And I think the expectations are the yeah. same. If, if, if you, don't, you don't show up for the game, whether because those are regulate those are those are those are government when they're different to what the PSO are because I think it is we've spoken about the communication between the two the clients 
and we're not going to go back and forth mm. but i'm just saying that that, that true regulation that uh, that are in place football and for, for, for just the normal part of person i think the pso also opted to use what they agreed upon and uh, look joint committees is part of the board members of the pso for instance they wouldn't fly from yeah. cape town to joe knowing exactly that is not supposed to be there all or maybe the rules are not inside so we'll see, yeah. we'll see how uh, how that gets out yeah, that's interesting. You bring up John Kometis in that, and you make you make a good point. He wouldn't have wasted his time on that flight. But let's hope that uh, they come to a common ground and the ruling is fair. Um, but you know, uh, it's just it's just frustrating for all parties, I'm sure. But, but speaking of frustration, um, the Orlando Pirates supporters are planning a joint march with the EFF. Um, yeah, the on the 20th of Jan. The Pirates fans plan to join the EFF in marching to the DSAC offices in Schwani, where they will demand that supporters be granted access to the stadiums. I think the fans have just had enough, Teko. Um, I quote, unquote, we understand the dangers of COVID-19, make no mistake. We know the risk and we understand that governments are trying to save livelihoods. But what we are frustrated by, why is that we are receiving discriminatory t- treatment compared to other citizens out of the citizens it is only the sports supporters that cannot go to the stadiums political parties have rallies and you look at the stadiums it is fully packed even churches have been opened it is uh, it is such an interesting topic uh, take obviously a topic we have spoken at length over the past 18 months two years already i can't believe it's been that long but surely 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 now if churches are allowed people back in if nightclubs if restaurants um, if political rallies are allowed people, what is going on in terms of why people are not allowed in the stadium? Surely it needs to be lifted soon. It's happening overseas. It's got to funnel down now to South Africa, Tex. What do you think? I think, I think, I think um, um, it, it needs to be considered and actually maybe, you know, give us that, that opportunity for fans to come back soon. That is. The reason is also... Uh, just to just to add on to what I'm saying is um, all those places that you mentioned, your churches, your restaurants, um, your nightclubs, are possibly expected to have half of the capacity, right? Mm. And um, you you only want to allow uh, two thousand on a ninety thousand capacity state. And to me, it doesn't make mm. sense. Because those people that are going to the clubs or restaurants, they, they don't—they're not asked the vaccination cards. They didn't say if you're going to the restaurant, you need to, you know, produce your vaccination card, or if you're going to church, yeah. you need to produce, or if you're going to political rallies, you need to produce your vaccination card. But when you come to the stadium, for two thousand that we might consider bringing to the stadium, you need a vaccination card. A two thousand and ninety thousand capacity is a joke. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> No, it's a f-ing joke. So I think, I think, I think, I think there's, there's, there's something is going on there, and I think we've been deprived this thing for so long. When, when everything else that could spread this COVID, it's been allowed to happen. But um, football, it's, it's, it's been put aside. And and you look at how the effect that that it has for the last two years. Football hasn't been the same, and we're trying to go back to normality. And when we speak about trying to go back to normality, let's try and normalize everything that was normal before. Because you, you mm. people, I think the the biggest concern is 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 is, is alcohol businesses. 
I think that's that's the biggest concern now. If alcohol is closed, the whole country is shut down. Everybody's moody. Everybody's restless. And and you look at you look at all mm. this, this 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 regulations. They accommodate alcohol most of the time. We we as sports people, how yeah. do we benefit from that? We're not benefiting anything. You mm. you can't tell me in a nightclub where you're supposed to have a thousand people or maybe six hundred people max. You're you're allowed to open and nobody cares how many people do you have in a very very compact mm. and very crowded space. But in a ninety thousand capacity stadium, you're telling us. Two thousand must come there, and they should show their vaccination card. What at the fucking club? There's no such thing. So I think the rules must be consistent. The yeah, yeah. So I think I, the message I, yeah, the I agree. rules I must agree. be very consistent. Yeah, it, it's 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 beyond me. It's beyond me. And, and you know, even moving on to the, the next uh, conversation or segment, we talk about that certain amount of supporters are allowed to attend this DSTV Compact Cup. I'm not even too sure this bloody Compact Cup is and why it is available. But again, it's two thousand people. Um, it is understood that the PSL has approved that there will be up to 2,000 spectators at the Moses Mabida Stadium for the competition. Again, Teco, 2,000 people. You're so inconsistent. It's so ridiculous. And you're probably just talking about the admin staff by itself having 2,000 people. Um, there are not going to be any tickets sold for this. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Sean, the, the first thing is, oh, okay, Sharp, let's say, okay, cool. We we understand. We, we hear them when they say 2,000. Can they justify the 2,000? The reason behind bringing yeah. two thousand fans, because because we they've been saying we've been hearing two thousand, two thousand. Thinking an MTN Cup final. Yeah, where where does that number come from? 2, yeah, where do, exactly? So I'm trying to understand where does this two thousand come from? How do we just how do we get to that number two thousand? Because we are in a ninety thousand capacity World Cup stadium. Even if we can have ten thousand, yeah. that's nothing. That's just a fraction of what the case what the stadium can do. So Correct. when you say two thousand, so for me it doesn't make any sense. Because you want to also have half of the people there. Because I remember when, when, when we were sitting watching every Sunday, waiting for all these regulations or levels, what what to be, you know, to, to, to understand all of this. So we went through um, a space where we were allowed to bring in, you know, half of what the capacity can. Because I remember in the restaurant, a couple of tables were. were, 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 were we're not being used because only half of people uh, should be occupying that space for the, all this COVID regulation. And I was okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with that. And I'm sitting here looking at myself. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Um, there is, and this is, you know, this is indoors. You know, where you also relying on the, on, on, on your ACs and stuff. But now you're going to, to yeah. uh, you know, attend an event outside now for the stadium between 70, 80,000, whatever the case may be. 10,000 is nothing, my friend. If you want half of that, it's 80,000 capacity stadium. 40,000 are allowed to come through because it's, it's the same it's, thing as the restaurant. Ridiculous. It's the same thing as the church. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's, it's just that there's the fear probably maybe that, that, that football might be uh, or maybe at the stadiums might be a course that will spread this uh, virus very quickly. But I'm still saying even the clubs, the restaurants, because I don't think everybody's immune to this. I think at some point everybody will have this. We just need to learn how to live with this COVID nineteen. Back to our life needs to continue as well. We need to figure things out. We need to we need, we need to find new ways of doing things. Yeah, I think it's I think it's on a downward spiral now. Anyway, I'm I'm hoping by March April we, we should be seeing uh, an influx of fans to stadiums. That's my prediction. But what the hell do I know? Let's move on, Teco, quickly to. Um, a uh, great segment which is back on on on, on the car wash 10 quick fire questions 
And this we have uh, Portadown's goalkeeper, which is based in Northern Ireland, Jethro Barr. And have a listen to this. He's such a cool guy. My name is Jethro Barr. I play for Portadown FC in Northern Ireland. And these are my 10 quick fire questions. <laughs> Beautiful. You're the only one who's got that right, bro. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, okay, here we go, bud. What was your first professional paycheck? Uh, 500 rand a month. What was your first big money buy? Um, Louboutin wallet. <laughs> nice. Who's your first professional coach? Uh, Clive Barker. The funniest guy you have played with in the PSL? Oof. <laughs> uh, Stephen Hoffman. <laughs> what is the worst mistake you've made in a match? Um, platinum stars. I kicked the ball against Elazar Rogers. <laughs> hmm. uh, what is your fondest footballing memory up to date? Uh, winning the um, under-21 cup in Russia with the South African under-20 team. Hmm. Uh, what is your favorite local food, either South African or, or Irish? Briani. <laughs> your favorite holiday destination? Um, Mauritius. And in your opinion, who's the greatest player of all time? Ika Casillas. Yes. Jethun, thank you so much, Brad. Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate you uh, having me on here. And there we have that. Uh, old old Jethun flying our South African flag high in, in, in Northern Ireland. Worked in the Irish, the wee bastards. Such a cool guy, and we wish him all the best. Um, let's move on to the international news desk. We are joined by Soccer Duma's international news correspondent, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Kurt the Dirt, how are you do- doing today, sir? Morning, gents. Um, no, I'm good, thank you. How are you guys doing? Hey, morning, oh, Kurt. Hey, happy New Year, sir. Yeah, Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year. Nice to, uh, Must be happy with second. last night's performance. Yeah, um, first half wasn't too good, um, but um, no, it was a good second half performance. Uh, Brentford played really well, kind of throughout the game, but uh, Bruno pulled up clutch, and Ronaldo, of course, not happy to be substituted. I don't know if you guys caught that. I didn't see that. I didn't see the game. So talk us through that, Kurt. He was taken off, I think, on seventy-one minutes. Um, United had just gone two 0 up. Um, Greenwood scored United second. Ronaldo was pulled off, um, didn't score a goal. Didn't really play well either. Um, and yeah, a little strop on the sidelines, uh, throwing his jacket to the floor, um, clearly questioning Ralph Rangnick's decision. <laughs> um, and then you could kind of see those two in wow. conversation while the game's going on. And then United score third, just a, a, a few minutes later, obviously justifying Rangnick's decision. Um, yes. And he explained after the game, Rangnick, that you know, Ronaldo will understand it one day when one day he he might coach. Um, he'll he'll get it. Um, he had to make that change for the. He brought Harry Maguire on, by the way. So he went to a back five to solidify the lead. Um, obviously, last week against Aston Villa, earlier this week, we had uh, thrown the the two lead draw uh, drew to all. So I think he he just wanted to make sure that we held on to the the victory. So. Brought a defender on, and yeah, Ronaldo wasn't happy. But he's just returned from injury, so he can't be too upset. Yeah, and and obviously good to see Greenwood and him. I presume were they in sync this week? Mm. Obviously, there's been talks of him and Ronaldo not really yeah. uh, being in sync. But having scored two goals, or scoring on the night, was Ronaldo involved in any of that, or, or, or just was he a bit off kilter? No, he was involved in. Was it the? F- he was actually involved in that Greenwood goal. He. he- lovely chest control into the path of Bruno. Bruno goes one and one with the keeper and squares it for Greenwood. So he was involved in that bit of play, but um, in general, and I've been saying this, the attacks going forward, United looked far more fluid without Ronaldo. Um, yeah. But 
yeah, I, I don't know too much about Greenwood and Ronaldo getting along. Um, but anyway, uh, it, it was a good result, much better performance, um, positive. But yeah, uh, I'm still not getting carried away because I've been burned. <laughs> Your whole life, bro, you'll continue to get burned supporting this shit. 100%. Um, but it's sticking with United. Let's talk about Paul Pogba. Um, he's in the last six months of his contract with United. Um, head coach of United making, I'd say, some interesting comments. Hey, Kurt, I don't know if you saw what he said in, yeah. in, in the papers, just in terms of that he, um, if Pogba plays well, he's sort of fighting for whether it is another contract for United, but certainly trying to impress other teams, which is a bit bizarre to say as your your, your own coach, don't you think? Look, I do think it's it's wild that a coach comes out and says that, but I also think it's a mature approach oh. to the situation because at the end of the day, if Pogba plays well for United it's, for these last six months, it benefits the club and it also benefits him. Yeah. So both parties win here. Um, I'll be very, very surprised if Paul Pogba signed a new contract at United. I think he's gone at the end of the season, um, linked with PSG and Real Madrid. I, I still think it will be Real Madrid. Um, he's said in the past that it's a dream of his to play for that club. Um, but no, I think that um, all in all, both parties are going to get something out of this if Pogba does come back and play really well. Um, and, you know, that's what happens. Uh, if Paul Pogba turns into um, the best midfielder in the world, you know it's because he's trying to get a big contract somewhere else. He's not going to be staying at United. Um, I think the, the relationships come to a natural end now. Um, you know, United haven't been in a good position this season. Of course, we're still outside of the top four. Um, Pogba at, I think, 28 years old, 29 years old, will want to be playing regular Champions League football. Um, personally, for me, he's one of the, the best midfielders in the world. Um, I absolutely loved watching him at United and I still will enjoy the last six months of him. Um, but um, I think it's time to to move on right now, yeah. Do, do you think United would offer him a new deal or have they offered him a new deal? Yes, but you know, Sean, so they're in the process of of handing Bruno Fernandes a new, a new deal. Now, Bruno is not even among the 10 best paid players at United right now. Um, so it would yeah, be very, very be. difficult. It, exactly. He should be the highest paid player. He's definitely the most influential in that in that side. Um, it would be very difficult to give Bruno Fernandes or to, to give Paul Pogba a new deal worth probably 400000 500000 a week. It's probably what he'll be asking for and probably what he can be paid somewhere else. It would be very difficult to give him that kind of a deal and then to have a contract extension with Bruno and not give him somewhere uh, around the same. I think uh, it would be hard to justify that given Bruno Fernandes' influence. Um, so, yeah, over the last two years, I think it's been clear to everybody that Bruno has been uh, United's kind of driving force. So to go and give Paul Pogba a contract that, you know, makes him one of the best played in the uh, best paid in the world, in the league, he already is, by the way, but to, to double that salary and then to go into negotiation, uh, negotiations with Bruno where... They might say, can we give you 200 a week? I just don't think that would fly and I don't think it would make sense. So I do think United aren't going to be too sad to lose Paul Pogba. We do need uh, midfield reinforcements and I think that that will be the plan. Get Pogba's wages off the, the wage bill um, and uh, see what we can uh, replace him with. Yeah, so imperative that United keep Fernandes, right? How, how long does Fernandes have? Is he also one hundred percent? Yeah, is he is he also in his final six months, or has he still got a bit of? Um... No, no, no. He's got I think another two years. Okay. Um. So remember, he was signed in twenty twenty, January twenty twenty. So I think he's got another two and a half years. 
Um, but no, it's very, very important for the club to keep him happy. Um, and uh, yeah, it shows. I mean, he's he's a phenomenal player. I don't think it quite worked with Ronaldo and Bruno in the team. Yeah. Um, and those struggles have shown uh, on the international stage with Portugal. They don't really play well together. But I think that in terms of long-term success, Bruno's got to be the guy that you sort of build the team around. Teko, would you agree with that? No, I think Ronaldo should go to Qatar, bro, and make his money. <laughs> 100%. He might not even make the World Cup in Qatar, so he can go play club football there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, talking about uh, happy or unhappy players, Kurt, um, Mbappe, what's what's going on there? I mean, I think it's it's been widely reported in the press that if he does stay, that he'll be earning more than um, Messi. Is that, is that correct? Do, do you think that's enough for him to stay there? Or do you think he wants to go into greener pastures? Well, look, I think that the, the, the rumor is that PSG could offer him a short-term deal. Because Mbappe, won't, you know, what he won't want to do is tie himself to a long-term deal where he is stuck at PSG for a further five years. Yeah. Um, so I think it would make sense for both parties if Mbappe was, um, if he was open to the idea if he signed maybe a one-year deal or a two-year deal, um, that could also secure PSG a transfer fee because they know that Real Madrid aren't going to go away. They're definitely going to be back in for him. So if he did sign a one-year extension um, or a two-year extension, they know that Real Madrid at the end of next season will be coming back for him. Um, I think there was there were talks uh, last year when Mbappe was very, very close to leaving. Leonardo, the sporting director, said that Mbappe promised the club he would not leave um, without a transfer fee being paid for him. Now, obviously, that's not going to happen if he doesn't sign a new deal and if he leaves PSG at the end of the season, which I still think he will do. Um, but maybe that's, that's you know, uh, on Mbappe's mind. Maybe he does really care about the club and the fans and doesn't want to leave on a, um, on a bitter note. So he is happy to maybe stay for an extra season. Um, that will maybe be determined on how things go for the rest of the season um, in terms of his relationship with Messi, Neymar, whether Pochettino stays, whether they uh, look to bring in Zinedine Zidane at the end of the season, which is a rumour. Um, so I think that there's a lot at play here. It's very, very um, unclear at the moment. But yeah, I think it will all depend on what they can do for him. If Mbappe feels like he will be benefited by Zidane coming in by playing with Messi for another season, potentially trying to go for the Champions League, if that's not um, possible this season, then he might do it. Um, but at the end of the day, he does want to play for Real Madrid. Yeah. Well, what do you think the right move is, Kurt? I mean, it's it's such a bizarre one. Yeah, I, I think go to Real Madrid. Yeah, I think just go to Real Madrid. Yeah. At the end of the, the contract, um, he's 23 now. I know he's still very, very young. And it's the same age that Cristiano Ronaldo joined Real Madrid at. So I just feel like he should make the move. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out for him, definitely. Sure, 23 years old, earning more than Messi. It's just, it's hard to fathom. It's actually hard <laughs> to fathom. Um, yeah, good. <laughs> it's just no, ridiculous. No. Uh, thank you, my pal. You have yourself a beautiful week further and weekend. And stay out of trouble. Stay off the dance floor. <laughs> and, uh, we'll see you next week, bud. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cody. Um, moving on, uh, Tex. Uh, let's talk about this current transfer window. I, I was going to chat about the top transfers that have happened, but I want to keep it for next week, closer to uh, transfer deadline. But what is interesting is, um, I think like most teams, the Chiefs are looking for a, a top quality striker. Um, not, not as though they don't have enough strikers, but 
I think they've been lacking in front of goal tackle. What, what kind of striker do you think a Chiefs really need to to sort of fit in that piece of that missing puzzle, at Chiefs? I mean, I, I don't think it's they they struggle with striker per se. I think they do have yeah. strikers. Just find ways out to to function around them. Because the last two yes. seasons, you with Nokovic, Nokovic has been the guy, he's been the go-to guy, and uh, with Castro as well coming in and, ch- and chipping in certain goals. And uh, where Kama wasn't yes. scoring as much, so it's 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 not a striker's. Um, I don't think he's he actually. Uh, need to go out and, and, and start making and stressing themselves about a striker. They do have people that are on their payroll that are not there. I don't probably in the last two years haven't been there themselves. So, and and sometimes it happens like that in football. football and football. And with Nokovic, we've seen with his injuries, Castro as well with an injury. So this January break probably maybe might have helped them to come back into full fitness levels. So I think it's it's look. I think when the when there's a you know, um, registration time. I think everybody's looking for something, and yes. uh, and I think yeah, and I think for Chiefs as well, it's there's, it's not different from everybody else. But it depends also. Here's my thing. My 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 thing has always been like this: if if you want to add on the players that the coach need, make sure that those are players also that will still be uh, uh, in not necessarily important, but still be productive when the coach is not there. Because this thing of signing yes. players for to suit the coach's style, then when he, he leaves, then you you making this your your movements with the players. I think I think that needs to come to an end because that frustrates the players. Because I think you know I think Stuart Baxter has players that are capable of of bringing in the results. Just look at what you have. Because mm. I think he, he he has capable players to fill in and do well in that role. I mean, you've been having Kama that hasn't hit the double figure yet for the last, I don't know, three, four years. They only had uh, yeah. Nukovic that has probably maybe had one great season. You still have mm-hmm. Astro to come up. So you, you have people around you that hasn't been their best. So your solution is to is, is to is to probably maybe try and make the best out of what you have. Bring them back into their best instead of try to go and buy somebody else that still needs to fit into the system. Get used to the best by then, their season will end. Yeah, Tenko, I, I 100% agree with you. I think um, I think there's a more than enough quality at Chiefs. Um, maybe defensively they need a bit sharpening up. Um, yeah, need a, maybe another central defender, someone possibly a bit more creative. But and and I think Tenko, I think going forward, and you can remember I say this. I think with with Kaiser Junior taking up his new role that he has. So whatever that is, I think it's head of football or technical director, or whatever. You've got someone young and passionate who's a, a football man through and through. I think we're going to see some big changes at Kaiser Chiefs. I think I think we need to see big changes at Kaiser Chiefs on all on, on all levels. I'm talking development, uh, coaching, administratively. I think Chiefs is such an animal, such a big, beautiful brand that we we need to see Chiefs back up. And I think we're going to see a lot of changes in the not too distant future. So uh, keep an eye on that one. Um, speaking of you know changing and uh, not so happy players and whatnot let's move on to the mystery of Serena and his sort of downward spiral I'll call it at Sundowns tackle I mean you know it's, it's not that long ago there's talks of him going to Al Ahli he's one of the best midfielders if not one of the best, best midf- midfielders in the PSL um, and just hasn't got the game time as expected and that just shows what an animal what a powerhouse Sundowns is in terms of depth um, 
where do you think it's gone wrong for Serenio at Tex? Is it as obvious as there's such a depth of players at Sundowns and showing that you have to be on your game 24-7 because if you're not, someone can just sort of slip in. Let's talk about, we can talk about the surprise, surprise signing of Surprise Rolani as well from, from Cape Town City, which makes absolutely no sense to me, but well done for him. Um, you know, it takes, where has it gone wrong for Serenio? Has it gone wrong for Serenio or is it just because it's such an animal of uh, of sundowns, and I don't mean animal in a derogatory way at all, but just this this monster of a team squad that you know everyone is dispensable. John, to be to be honest with you, this is me speaking from an outside um, as a fan, and I think ever since Peter left, there's always been stories about Serena leaving, wanting to go to Anapoli, wanting to go somewhere else, and I think. Uh, those those at some point, even though he was still playing, because I remember even those uh, stories who were fresh and um, talk of the town, he was playing, I think he, he helped Sundowns to win, um, I think, Ned Ben Cup against the Fenton Celtics in the final. Mm. So he's, he's, he, at the time, he was managing all these things to be able still to play and having all those things that are lingering around him. And not many can be able to do that and carry them. And playing for Mamlin Sundowns, and especially after you've shown the qualities that you have, it becomes a responsibility. It becomes a duty to perform that you can be done because you have shown that you're capable. And um, and even though sometimes you're not, you'll still be given a chance. But also, we need consistency. There's consistency. There's a reason why Sundowns have been dominating for the past 10 years. Not mm-hmm. because of it has been hard on this player, but because of the demand is grown over here and the level of consistency that is demanding that team is great and not just from Serenio but from everyone from Kembeswane from everyone with the consistency level it's, it's, it's been demanded we've seen a couple of times this season Kembeswane has been substituted because he wasn't playing well Yeah. so everybody everybody needs to put in the work there it doesn't matter what you've done in the past so I think it goes down to everybody it's just that with Serenio, it's it's evident that you can see that he's not playing. But also, there are players as well that are doing very well in, in, in that position. That that, that that needs to be given credit because we say at Sundowns, there's, there's a lot of competition. So now when the competition actually comes to life, we see that happening in front of us. We need to applaud the people that are pushing other guys to, to, to play better. And I think at Sundowns, if you don't have the mentality to do better than you like the previous game, it's, it's evident that you're not going to last. And I just hope that the Serena's uh, mindset will come back. Not that maybe he has a problem there, but I feel like the, 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 if there's one thing that I can push Serena, probably maybe his, his mindset, not his talent. And I think the only thing that also will bring him back to play regularly is his mindset. So, mm. yeah, yeah, he's certainly good enough. Uh, do you know how long he's got left on his contract? I don't know, sir. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. That'll be interesting. Um, well, yeah, let's move on to this week in football history. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. On the 13th of Jan, 1991, violence erupted between supporters of Soweto rivals, Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates at a pre-season friendly held at the Oppenheimer Stadium in Orkney, South Africa, resulting in 42 deaths. At the time, it was the worst football-related tragedy in South African history. 
um yeah that was a crazy one i sort of remember that i was only eight years old but crazy crazy times on the 16th of jan 2010 lionel messi scored his 100th goal for barcelona becoming the youngest person in club history to hit that milestone at 22 years six months and 22 days old he was the youngest player in history club history to score a century that is incredible on the 23rd of jan 2002 jose Mourinho took charge of Porto, where he would be established his reputation as the special one and finally in terms of making history Salima Makunsanga became the first ever female referee at the Africa Cup of Nations alongside an all-female team of officials. Thank you, Aiden, for that one. That is absolutely epic. And from there, we move on to the car of the week. This week, we look at the brand new Honda Fit 1.5 Executive. This little beauty is a beauty indeed. Honda says they followed their design philosophy of UNUBI, which recognizes beauty in everyday items which have been perfected over time to make them even more appealing and ergonomically satisfying for their specific purpose. How cool is that? Viewed from the side, you'll notice its aerodynamic shape that helps the, the fit cut through the air more effectively and sexy turbine design alloys. The Honda Fit is a fantastic little car that is right up there with the premium brands. You'd be hard pressed to find something easier to live if you need top class build quality and the best in tech as well as space and versatility. The Fit 1.5 execs cost a pretty penny though at 400,000 Rand, which is pretty excessive for such a little car, a little car. But as far as super minis go, it is a cut above the rest where space and practicality are concerned. You cannot go wrong with a Honda 8.5 out of 10. I give it Bateco. If we're going to afford such a little car at such a big price, we're going to need some motivation. Do you have a motivational quote of the week for us? You know what, Sean? Because this year, I'm so giving. I want you to have it. <laughs> <laughs> which means you don't have one. No, sir. Okay, which means I don't have one. Which means we're going to have to... Uh... Aiden, will you give me some time to do it or what? Uh, okay. Yeah, give me give me two secs, yeah. You know when you rely on your 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 your, 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 your partners, yeah. Um very clever Teco. Put me on the spot there. So this week's motivational quote of the week, and I, I guess this is for everyone involved in sports or whoever, especially after a uh, tough couple of years of COVID. You create abundance by changing what you focus on. So, in other words, if you want to focus on some good shit, you'll have good shit. If you focus on the negative shit, you will attract some negative shit. So, yes, Tex, I think that is a nice way to to exit our episode number 98 of the Car Wash. So, whether you have been listening on SL Podcast, Google Play, Apple Podcast, or Mahi King 96.7 Game Time, thank you again for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts, and thank you, Teko Medisa. Thanks, you. Thanks, you. Thanks, you. Thanks, you. We will Join. see you next yes, week. Are we yeah. happy? I hope. I hope on the hand of Teko. I hope, Teko, we get free food at least for our 100th episode. I'm in Are you joking? That's all they can. Incredible. I will take this up to the powers that be, Teko, and I will revert to you ASAP. Wow. Bravo. Thank so that's, you. That's in two weeks, bro. The big 100. Uh, we will see you soon. So they have time. So they have time. They have 14 days to prepare, bro. That's what I'm saying. I hope they're listening. But yes, we'll see you same time, same place next week. 
Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a song on a car.